Fun. Welcome to this week's episode of Being Human. I'm delighted to say with me is Paul Fletcher. He is a master teacher and Tao healer. Uh, he's coming to us from Portland, Washington. Uh, Paul, welcome to the show. Thank you, Richard. Very happy to be here. Thank you. And I think right off the bat, for some people who may be a little unfamiliar with that term Tao or Taoism, um, should we talk a little bit about what, what that means and then uh, perhaps expand into how you got interested in, in this uh, area of uh, study? Uh, thank you so much, Richard. So for your listening audience, um, Tao is a word that is very loosely used in what I do. And Matt, whenever you hear the word Tao in all of our conversation, just replace it with the word source. Tao means source. So if I say Tao healing, that means source healing. If you hear the word Tao um, art or, or Tao calligraphy, any strange things that you hear, just, oh, that means source. And um, this terminology came from my teacher, whose name is Dr. and Master Shah. He's a very renowned healer and philanthropist and author, and you can, you can do your own homework on him. But I came across the, this wisdom and this teaching and this form of healing uh, well over, you know, it's almost 15 years ago. And in essence, um, Tao, Taoism, I, people say, well, well, I don't know anything about Taoism. And I'm like, neither do I. <laughs> I have actually no idea other than I probably read about the same amount as you have. So we can't have a very long conversation on that subject matter because what I do has really nothing to do with uh, religion, if you will. And Taoism, unfortunately, falls under that category. So that's what I would share with you. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then, um, okay, so what, what first drew you into this this field? Have you, have you been a healer from the get-go, or, or did you pivot into this, this work as a practitioner? <clears throat> um, I'll do the shortest version I can, sure. uh, which is um, from the age of 18, I've always been on the, the awakening path, I guess is the best way to put right. it. I was a roommate. I picked up a book on a shelf, and it said something. It said, Treatise of White Magic. I'm like, what is that? And I opened it. It was like reading, you know, the Encyclopedia Britannica. It was very heady, but mm. it cracked me open, right? And uh, and that led to a, a path. I went to a four-year school on theosophy, trying to understand the purpose of life, basically. It was valuable. Um, and then meandered through life and eventually realized that there's more to life than just working hard and, and you know, come home, kiss the wife, watch your favorite TV show and go to bed and repeat. Um, so I kept looking for some solutions and eventually ended up training with a couple of different, very talented people who, with time, I came to know as enlightened teachers, mm. enlightened masters. I still, up until this most recent teacher, did not really understand what that meant. So that's a subject matter in, in and of itself. Um, and along those same lines, when I came across this teacher about 15 years ago, he was the first one that could actually empower me to heal and teach me how to heal the previous ones i learned more about moving chi moving energy uh the second person i trained under a second female enlightened master she's a chinese qigong master quite talented and i assisted her with her business uh and and she would do remote healing and in-person healing and she would have three-day sessions where people would um 
basically heal, not instantly, but they would come in with diabetes or major, major issues. And within um, a couple of months, they'd be completely healed. And she did it using food and transference of frequency and vibration into food and into tea. I didn't know how it worked at that time. I do now. Um, so to, uh, when you witness people receiving healing miracles, but you can't explain it, uh, that's what led me to this teacher. And, and I'm now able to explain it and I'm able to offer it as well. Right. Okay. Uh, wow. Okay. So, well, that's really inspiring to be off the bat that, that you were, uh, yeah, uh, present to this, what sounds like dramatic healing then. Um, so how do we how do we unpack that? So what is going on then? Because uh, I'm, I'm guessing some people might hear that a transference of frequencies of vibration into tea and food, and that heals people. Like, where do we even start trying to break <laughs> down like how that works? I would say the we want to start with a little bit of a scientific approach. Uh, I've been blessed to work with a, a physicist locally who is also one of the master teachers and practitioners. Uh, she's always been a physicist, very well, the best school in China and over here in Berkeley. And I worked with her for two years at the healing center locally here. And she was tasked with explaining this form of healing scientifically. And I cannot explain it as eloquently as her, but the shorter version is everyone and everything radiates a frequency, a vibration, a waveform. This is mm. modern quantum physics. Uh, and this is validated. You can put anything under a microscope. You can put it under a, the right kind of spectrometry and actually see it vibrating, see it radiating a frequency. And she's been able to verify that um, life is is filled with, you know, dark matter, da 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 and that it is actually made up of both positive and negative frequencies and vibrations, both. Um, and this is a new concept in physics. She can math it out for all those that are that are physics people that need that validation, which is why she's in the fold to help prove it at a scientific level. Um, and at the same time, if we just keep it on our simple level, um, this might be quite shocking for a lot of the audience because it was for me when I first came across this teacher. He was like, every thought is either uh, can affect you positively or negatively. When you have a thought. You might think you're the only one thinking it, but it absolutely affects that person you had that thought about. And I was like, no, I don't want to take responsibility for that. I was so resistant because that mean I, meant that I would have to step into responsibility. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, every thought, every word, every action, whether it's positive or negative, um, doesn't just stay with us. It radiates from our frequency and vibration because we are a soul. We, we all have a soul. We all have a frequency and vibration. The soul is the, the repository or the carrier of our positive and negative frequency and vibration. And when we have, in this example, a negative thought about somebody, oh, God, that's such an ugly dress, right? We literally entangle quantumly with that person. We, they now have an entanglement with us that we created through that negative thought. And if you said this to the vast majority of humanity, they would be like, nah. I don't want to take basically this, you know, because they don't want the responsibility of it. That would be mm -hmm. really what it boils down to. But ultimately, we are entangled with that person. So another way of putting it, if you if you tied it to a belief system, it would be we created a karmic entanglement on some right. level. Right? right. And so this healing, what we do, what I do 
It helps to disentangle these kinds of entanglements that create suffering in our life. Right. Okay. Um, so I guess a couple of questions come to mind as you share that then. So when I think of frequency and like my whatever, like school physics, it I can have zero frequency and there's nothing's moving, or I can have something that gets faster and faster and faster as a waveform as 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 the frequency goes up. But but I don't quite understand what a net what is a negative frequency. Like I can understand how we might subjectively say, oh, that's a negative thought. But what what's like a negative frequency in this context? Then? Fair question. Um, again, this is something that that I've been trained in from my teacher, Master Shah. And what he would say is. The purpose of life is to serve, to serve is to make others happier and healthier. Right. So a negative frequency in this case would be anything that is not being of service and helping others to be happier and healthier. Right. So it's, it's like a negative. So. Is it almost just synonymous with thought, right? Like, so a negative thought would be something that isn't serving somebody else. Correct. Right. Okay. Words, actions, all of that. Yeah. 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 And so it, it, it you know, on a, on the largest scale, it comes back around to the ancient wisdom. See no evil, speak no evil, hear no evil, think no evil. I've heard that forever. And only more recently have I really started paying attention and applying those, those in a very real moment to moment basis. But for most of us, we just, you know, meander through life being oblivious of how our thoughts, our words, and our actions are impacting our creation, our manifestation. And um, we have to start being much more responsible. There's a reason why we have suffering or challenges in our relationships, our finances, our business. doesn't matter what it is. We often act like it's outside of us or we don't have control over or we, we push ourselves and force ourselves into thoughts, words, and actions to, to cause shift to that challenge or suffering but we fail to realize there's a reason it's there. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, as a res and, and I suppose the inference being it's there because with, we have some thought or set of thoughts going on that's manifesting that. Uh, it's a little wider than that because that comment means that it kind of happened in that moment. The, when I'm talking to my, my, my student base, my client base, I'll share with them, you know, when you wake up and, Maybe you're in the kitchen and you see a bill on the table and then it loops you into a negative thought process around your finances and what I'm going to do. Da, 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 da. Um, that experience manifests into your following days. And <clears throat> the reason we fixate on it is because it was there. Bill was there yesterday. It was the other day before it was the other day before. So we don't know. We go further back. We don't know why we have in this example, financial issues. A lot of the, People that will be listening have financial issues. Some of them are doing just fine. Actually, they're doing excellent financially, but they cannot find a healthy relationship no matter what, right? They're just in relationship hell. So everyone has one or two or three pieces of the pie that they have trouble with. And the bigger picture, it wasn't from a thought. It was from the frequency and vibration that was on their soul. How did it get there? From their entire life. And the possibility, depending on people's person's belief system, it could have come from previous life. Mm -hmm. uh, additionally, um, pretty much everyone will agree that, that our ancestors' information comes through the DNA into us, et cetera. So this wisdom would say that the, the 
thoughts, words, and actions of our ancestors affect us also. If they were good people, helped others, benefited others, and that flows into our frequency and vibration. Uh, right. And the opposite as well. So in the biggest picture, this form of, of healing, wisdom, and understanding acknowledges that from the moment we came in, we had frequency and vibration on our soul's field. It carries the carrier of information our soul is. It's a warehouse of information. And that warehouse could have, uh, could, depending on your belief system, could have previous life information in it. And it could have ancestral information in it. And then we come in. And then our mom and dad do their best. And our family, our peers, our belief systems, they, they impact our field. We have our own thoughts, our own words, our own actions. We're kind of pushed around by our brothers, sisters, everyone. And that creates our personality. But what a lot of us don't see is that all of those cumulatively, along with our own thoughts, words, and actions, project into our future. Tao Healing acknowledges that our life challenges, our sufferings are not accidental. It's a combination of all of that projected into your future. And you can mind it. You can go mind over matter, which is quite effective. But if you talk to a lot of people, they can only get so far with mind over matter. They eventually keep hitting certain walls in certain challenging places. And this wisdom would say the reason why is because at the level of soul, there were some mistakes made that won't let you get past that wall. You have to deal with that at the point of origination. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's, as you said, so it's broader than just thoughts. It's a combination. It sounds to me like of, of what you might be thinking and I don't know, the patterns or the information field that exists that we might call your soul. Um, yeah. The, in, all the time, mayhem. yeah in all time, it's all there creating for us when people have, um, you know, a business issue or a financial issue, right? And they address it mentally straight on. But the, the person who is pauses and says, okay, why am I having this challenge at the, at the higher understanding? <clears throat> Somewhere along the line, let's use just a boss to, to employee person, example, right? Uh, the person can no, no matter what, he can't get a raise, no matter what, the boss keeps passing him up, even though he has all the qualifications. The person that's being um, not respected and honored should think differently, according to this wisdom. You should think maybe somewhere along the line, I or one of my ancestors in this or previous time took advantage of, of this person. Um, maybe didn't give them a raise, maybe promoted my cousin over them when they didn't really deserve it, maybe fired them when they didn't deserve it. In other words, something could have been done that created an uh, entanglement with that person at a previous time, and now it's come back around for balancing. So this wisdom would say, well, how do you solve that? Well, a simple way is simply through what's called a forgiveness practice. You, you would do everything at the level of soul, which is a whole nother bag of worms we can open up. Uh, but you would, you would connect with this person and say, dear the soul of my boss. Clearly, we have some, you know, some issues here. Uh, I can say this because you don't like me and I don't like you. And, and, but it's deeper than that. If I and this or any time or my ancestors have communicated with you the way you communicated with me, disrespected you the way you've disrespected me, not promoted you the way you've not promoted me, 
promoted my cousin instead of, you know, like you promoted your cousin, even though I had better skill set. If I or my ancestors ever did anything like that to you, then I guess I need to be the one that's apologizing. Here this whole time I've been the victim. Here this whole time I've been the one that has been blaming you, saying I'm what was me. You're the wrong one. But it may be that this experience entered my vibration, my field, so that I can balance it. And the purpose of these kinds of experiences, what we term negative, what we term challenging or whatever, the purpose is so that we can bring balance to them so that we as a soul could evolve to, to our next level. Because we cannot evolve if we have imbalances where we took advantage of others. The purpose of life is to serve. The purpose of life is to make others happier and healthier. If we're not happy and healthy, the possibility that we created a lack of, of that in others' environment is very reasonable to assume, especially if you can't seem to get over that hump, whatever that hump is. Mm. So this is the, the higher logic. Let's find a way to bring balance to this imbalance that nothing seems to be working with. And that can be done if you deal with things at the level of origination, which is the level of your soul, which holds all of this positive and negative frequency and vibration, these thoughts, words, and actions from all time. Right. And that's a... Yeah, and I'm just processing this real time. That's a pretty big idea to to take on, though, at least from my perspective, that somebody I'm dealing with has this soul that is for all time, and something that some something may have occurred in the past between my soul and this guy's soul, and that is now manifesting as a problem today. Is it something? Yeah. Am I getting that right? That's that's in essence what it is, and you're not going to see that with somebody just find on the street. Typically, it's, it's a longer-term relationship. You've been with this person on some level, business-wise or romantic-wise or whatever it is, mm. six months or more. If, if there's challenges in that relationship, there's a very good probability you've done this rodeo before. And, you know, a different example that people might be able to more easily resonate with is something like a soulmate, right? Mm. So they, they, they eventually find that soulmate. And it's going great for two, three, or four years. And then it kind of goes more south, more south, more south. And all of a sudden, it's just a relationship of hell. What happened? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what happened? And there's a very good probability they've been together before. And when you look at things at the level of soul, these, these, um, these two personalities, they find each other. Why? How did they find each other? The frequencies and vibrations were attracted. They, they, they matched, right? But their previous experiences uh, did not go away, whether they were positive or negative. So the positive attracted them, but the negative has to be resolved so that both of them can evolve into higher forms of love. Mm -hmm. um, and that negative eventually shows up in a relationship to be resolved. But most of us are, in, are unaware of that. And we don't look at it as an opportunity. We look at it as a, as a challenge or a negative. So we try to address it with the mind. We go to psychologists. We try to talk it out. And it's not that those don't work. It's that, that they haven't worked that well many times simply because um, the issue is it simply needs to be addressed for what it is. If, if this person, uh, um, let's say, cheats on the other, they have this mm -hmm. wonderful relationship that works well, and this person cheats on the other. The conscious soul says, why did this happen? It's possible I have made this mistake with them. I could have made this mistake and, and been, you know, disrespectful in that way. 
and there needs to be a loving forgiveness. And it doesn't have to happen in a person-to-person communication. It can happen in a soul-to-soul communication. But if they did this forgiveness practice, whether they stay together or not is not the relevant point. If they did this forgiveness practice and they worked through things at the level of origination, how did this negative experience come into my life? If they address that it all happens for a reason and address it at that level, then you bring back into balance. Okay, that might be all that needed to occur in that relationship and they go their own ways and now have a a better relationship. Mm. But a lot of people you've talked to in this example that have been cheated on, that can actually happen two or three times. It shocks them. Like, I went into this next relationship and I checked every email and everything to make sure it was never going to happen again. They grill the person to make sure they never cheated. They do everything they can so they don't get hurt again. And it happens again. Yeah. Why? Because it's in their frequency and vibration. It wasn't resolved properly. Right. And, th- and that makes that, that whole process you've described makes sense in, in my world. But I'm, I, I'm thinking at it from the purely psychological and my own past trauma in this lifetime, right? So right. The, the emotional scars that I had and, and all of the work that I do um, allows me to to release over time. But where I get triggered, that's that opportunity for me to say, ah, this is a trigger for something that happened in my childhood. And if I resolve the pain of that that incident in my past, I I no longer have this conflict with this person. And the extent that I have unresolved pain in my current life past, the more I'll attract these scenarios into my life uh, in order to heal. But 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 I guess but in all of that sort of schema of how I understand how the sort of triggering and healing process works, I'm never referring to that person, you know, my soul in a past, you know, life or some other other moment in time has had that conflict with the person. That's just my reflection. It, yeah, and, and it is a foreign concept. I'll be the first to admit that. Most of us do not go down the road of talking too much about the soul. And that's mostly because we're not educated in, mm. in, in, its, in its reality. And as, as you know, science moves along, they'll be able to validate this. It's, it can, the soul can be documented with math, you know, scientifically. All of these are, are very provable statements. It's going to take time for science to figure it out. For the past 15 or so years, and more than that, actually, Nasha Shah, and then at least for myself, 15 years, how, how, how can you explain where I, I basically had zero skill set before meeting this teacher? He transferred a healing ability to me. What does that mean, right? It's just a okay, transmission. Now you're a healer. That's literally what it was like, right? I didn't feel anything. Okay. Trained under two enlightened masters, I should feel energy. I didn't feel anything, but I supposedly have this authority to offer healing. Somebody comes to me and they have, let's say, 20 years of back pain. Uh, and so I activate this healing ability. I pick up a book and start reading it. And this authority is doing its job. Literally, it's like that. I mean, I consider reading a book, have no connection to the healing itself. Um, and then after, let's say, wait 10, 15 minutes, check with the person. They say, oh, my God, you know, it's, it's, it's gone. Um, now, sometimes it's permanently gone. Sometimes I have to do two or three of those. How do you explain that? This, this happens all the time. It's been happening all the time. It's not like I'm, you know, experimenting on a person. It's thousands and thousands of this. How does that happen? The reason it's successful 
is because the the there's a priority, and I have to do this visually as I describe it with my hands. Soul, heart, mind, everybody's at mind level right now. Mm. Energy, matter. So the guy has back pain, matter, back pain. Mm. Mm. What's he do? He goes to the doctor, takes the pharmaceutical, somewhat results, still a lot of pain. Goes to the energy level, goes to the acupuncturist, TCM doctor. TCM doctor, Couple of needles, a little moxibustion, some herbs, fire massage, whatever. Traditional Chinese medicine, right? TCM. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they're dealing with things at the energy level. Energy moves the matter. And so it can be effective 70 to 80% of the time. But some people just nothing works. Surgeries, nothing works. <clears throat> What's above the, the, the physical matter and the, and the energy matter? The, the mind, mind over matter, right? So people, mm. they apply mind over matter. And sometimes that works as well. Mind is the processor. Uh, it simply is processing a message. Where did the message come from? The mind, when you think about mind over matter, you're, you're processing a message, uh, you know, this positive affirmation, and then the energy adjusts to that positive affirmation, which causes the physical change to occur. What's above mind, energy, and matter? What's above that is your heart. Your heart uh, is, the, is the receiver of information. What's above the heart is the soul. Soul is the warehouse of information. It's the carrier of all the positive and all the negative from all time. So the, the, the soul carries this information. The heart receives this information. Is it positive or is it negative? You know, why are people depressed? It's receiving negative information that's resided on the level of soul. At some point in time, there could have been mistakes made. Let's say that you were a general in a previous time, or your ancestor was a general, orders, you know, 10,000 people to be killed. That's going to create some depression on all the spouses and the children of those people that were killed, for an example. This mm -hmm. is the bigger picture. And so you could have a serious depression. Let's say you were a banker uh, and you just took people's properties once they couldn't pay. And they, they lost their farm. Maybe one of the children died from malnutrition. That can create depression. We, we don't see that bigger picture. All we know is that I have depression and I can't seem to nix it no matter what. It starts at the level of soul. The heart is receiving that, that information. And then the mind is, mind's just the processor. Yes, sir, negative information coming downstream. He sends it to the energy in your field and it creates the physical result. Well, okay, yeah. And on, on that, on that schema that you've just outlined, I, I suppose I've had a lot of success at working at the mind and at the heart level. And that also makes sense to me because the bigger breakthroughs I've had in my own life and transformation has been when I've got to that heart level and I've hit the grief and I've cried stuff out and I've healed and, uh, you know, from my own this life experiences, I guess, I guess what's interesting for me in this conversation, I don't think I've ever really experienced anything beyond heart. I don't, I, I cannot relate experientially to what you're describing when you talk about uh soul right i i kind of it, it feels good right i'd love to think that i have a soul and i sometimes have cool moments in meditation where i feel like i may be connected to something you know bigger but i cannot you know i cannot hand on heart say i've ever had kind of any experience of being a soul or being connected to a soul or connected to anybody else's soul it, that's that's where yeah, i'm at yeah. Yeah, um, I want to finish tying back your first question, sure. and then I'll talk about experiencing your soul. Um, so 
the person with the back pain. I sit here, I read a book, put my hand up for 10, 15 minutes, they feel better. What happened? Right? Going all the way back to soul, heart, mind, energy, matter. Their soul carries the positive and negative information. So when I activated this transmission, that's source healing. Not me, that's source. Source, originator of us, is the most pure positive information possible, most pure positive love, whatever you might want to call it, right? So source comes through, I'm just a vessel, and clears away what the origination was of that person's back pain. Starts releasing that negative information on the record of their soul, so to speak. Right. And the heart receives a positive message now. Oh, positive message. The mind says, oh, I'm receiving a positive message. I'm going to process it, send it to the energy. The energy starts to change, which adjusts the matter. Heal the soul first, and the mind and the body will follow. Mm. That's the one sentence secret. <clears throat> and I've witnessed that thousands of times. I, how else can I explain it? I have no idea how to explain it. Person comes with me, they're suffering. I do my thing. They're, they're diff- it goes away. How do you explain it? Now, sometimes it's not instant. Sometimes it takes a couple times. But it does go away. It's not a transference of energy. That's entirely different. This is not Reiki or anything like that. This mm-hmm. is dealing with things at the level of origination. Uh, and it works. So it's unique. Now, back to your question on soul. Have you ever had intuition? Have you ever just kind of known something? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, interestingly enough, it's intuition that's driven me to all of the therapy that I've done, which have, which I... It, according, you know, according to what you've laid out, would have been at the heart level. Yeah. But it, but it's been in my intuition. It said, "Oh, go, go." In fact, we talked before we came on air. I spent a lot of time in Santa Monica. I spent a lot of time there doing a lot of deep emotional therapeutic work. It's a, it, it, and, and this would say that actually, you know, it was your soul that guided you, because if your soul lives forever, which personally I believe, and we do not, which seems pretty obvious, we have you know about hundred years, <laughs> we're done, right? Yeah. So. Our soul, which came from source, probably does live forever. Um, our soul has an intention. It has memory. It knows. It knows where you're headed. It knows when you come in. It knows your parents. It knows what you're trying to accomplish. And it can see if you're going to take a left turn and you shouldn't go there. It can see what you need to do to resolve the problems that show up in your life. Why did you have the parents you have? Why was there trauma? You know, why? Is it just haphazard? <clears throat> that you had, and I'm, I don't mean this in, inappropriately, we'll say with anybody, that had happened that, that that person had an abusive father and a loving mother? Is that just accidental? It's highly unlikely. So a lot of us would go through this variety of our traumas that virtually anybody listening today can write a book of their own story about, right? Yeah, I mean, I My trauma is worse than yours. I'm going to write my book and beat your book, right? So we all have our story. Um, but ultimately, why did you come into that family? Because in some point in time, you and that mom and that dad have done this rodeo before. You've done this before. So it's really, really, really important to truly and authentically forgive those that have traumatized our life. Not because it's right what they did, because it's not. It's never okay what somebody's done to us that's unpleasant. Not at all. And forgiveness is not saying it's okay. Forgiveness is saying, I recognize that this happened for a reason. And there's a opportunity here to completely clear this from my vibration so that I never have to have this experience again. Almost a selfish thing when you do forgiveness. Uh, I'm going to forgive myself for blaming myself this whole time. I'm going to 
forgive them. Uh, and I'm going to ask forgiveness because I might have contributed to this. I might have been the same very unpleasant way to them at a time. I can't, I can't think of like that. I'm not like that. I would never be that way. But if I ever was, then I need to have my head on the ground asking forgiveness. And so when you truly wake up and see this as the opportunity that it is, all of a sudden life is so much easier. I've had people apply this process and that parent or, or partner that they've been estranged from, they do this, you know, a week, a month, whatever. And then they get a call out of the blue. Hey, how's it going? Long time no see. They're like, who's this, right? I haven't talked to you in 10 years. And they're talking to them like nothing ever happened. And all they did was they cleared the negative information through an authentic process. At yeah, the level I, of soul, not person to person, at the level of soul. Yeah. And that's interesting because I, I feel quite kind of confronted by that because I'm like, okay, I get it. I can config my, I can forgive my parents for the traumas. And, and, and I think as a result of, all of the work I've done, I kind of naturally reach a state of forgiveness because I've I've processed the negative. I've got no animosity there. I can kind of understand what they've done. It almost feels like forgiveness at a certain point becomes unnecessary because I just don't have a charge there anymore. But I've never considered that I might be asking for their forgiveness. Like that's that's, that's, that's confronting, right? It's interesting. It is. But at it the soul, I can see the logic of it at a soul level, but it's not something I've ever sort of been uh, asked to look at before. <laughs> and this is why a lot of people don't go there, because honestly, this is the ultimate in responsibility. So many of us go through life. Yes, we might be responsible for making money and taking care of the kids and da, 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 da. I don't mean that. I mean, whenever you have a challenge, instead of powering through it with what we know educationally, we take responsibility as to why did this enter my field? Why is this here? Most of us are, are not responsible there. If we were, there would be such a trajectory towards a much changed positive life. It'd be shocking to shock a lot of people how fast their lives can change if they start stepping into responsibility with this level of information. Yeah, I mean, that's fascinating. And just to play this through as you're talking. So, I, you know, the thing that I've had, my mother was pretty closed and, and I'm not very demonstrative and 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 always felt distant when I was a you? kid. So that's a lot. You're not demonstrative. Listen to you. You're running this podcast, right? But she wasn't, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she wasn't like that. And then, and my dad had anger issues and so on. And so I've I've worked through that stuff, but I've never considered that I might have. You know, this is this is interesting, right? That maybe there's something I did that set that up for them to behave in that way. Uh, you know, way back at the soul level, that's that's what I'm just kind of. It's it's a tough one because um, thinking through. Um, you've you've you know you've done the work twenty years mm. plus to mm. to clear it out of your your vibration, and now you're like I said, there's no charge. Congratulations. Yeah. Most people don't have the tenacity to go through that. They just say, mm. "Yeah, I've, I've forgiven them," but if you show them a picture or put them in the same, you know, in the same room, they're mm. still in it. So most people have that. Um, I can share with you that that you're on the rare side for people that actually process through all of it. Mm. And I can also share with you that it could have been done in less than a month with this kind of wisdom. <laughs> right. Yeah, I spent like over $100,000 and at least 10 years doing therapy on those two issues I just mentioned. Yeah. And I'm not a therapist. At any stretch of the imagination, it's just 
I've done this so many times. I know this to be factual. Yeah. That's <laughs> Bobby thinking, damn, what you mean? What am I going to do this now? <laughs> I'm going to save so much time and pain. But you know, all that was, pur- was purposeful as well. It all, it all made you the awesome person you are. So everything's purposeful. Uh, it's just, you know, can we make it a little bit shorter or a little less painful sometimes? <laughs> But but so how do you deal with people like me? Like okay, I kind of get it intellectually. I'm I'm very open anyway, so I'm just going to entertain any idea because that's just who I am, and I find that easy. But I, I'm still left with okay. Well, I haven't really had an experience. You've, you've, okay, you mentioned intuition, but how do you how do you help people to kind of experience this dimension of life, if you like? Um, yeah, and have them buy into it. To use a business term. Well, that's that's a fair question. Um, Generally speaking, people that are watching the show, some will turn it off right away because yeah. they're just not ready to hear. Right? I'm sure we've lost a few people already, right? <laughs> it's, it's just going to rub some people the wrong way because they're, they're at that stage and we, we have yeah. to honor everybody where they're at. Yeah. yeah. Very important. Um, for those that are still listening, congratulations. Um, and the opportunity is that if you want to wake up more, it actually starts with your heart center. Um, this, this may go down the road of, of what people don't understand, but in terms of the, the human vessel, um, we, we all have energy centers, chakras, we all have, um, energy meridians. We are animated by a source. We're animated, you know, heaven and mother earth, that frequency runs through us. It animates us. Um, and the heart center commonly known as the heart chakra is where a great deal of our separation occurs and when i say separation i mean separation from the original source love that we all originate from Um, so when people say well how do i reconnect how do i find myself how do i start talking to myself how do i i don't even know if a soul is there the reason we might have any any separation at all or any any disconnection at all is typically because this guy's not open and the reason it's not open is from our traumas from our negative mindsets attitudes and beliefs Many of them that came came with us as we come in. Then we have this unpleasant mother or father, and it and it, it just creeps creating this ball of 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 you know debris around this, and it inhibits our ability to connect with the part that's always there. It's like the fish is swimming in the ocean and doesn't realize it's in the ocean. We are mm. swimming in the source. The source is in me. I am in the source, but we're so distant from it because of of being stuck in the five sense world and right. we just don't know how to connect and it starts by clearing this stuff and that starts with um and just you know meditation of course you know some forgiveness practices um a, an understanding like what everybody is receiving today uh and doing some simple things to help reconnect to the soul right um and what are the, some of those simple? Because I I certainly do the meditation. <laughs> and so, what yeah. what would be the what would be the other simple thing? The, um, the bigger understanding is that again, physics. Uh, we are about point zero 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 one percent matter, and the rest of it is actually space. Mm. Put, put a human under a microscope; that's what we look like. Uh, and that space is filled with the energy of the source. It's filled with. You know, our soul, our soul resides in our, in our vessel. Um, so the space actually affects the matter. 
This this does take a few minutes to explain, but this is very, very relevant. So some people out there, they've heard of chakras, but they really have no idea what that means. So if you look at the heart chakra as an example, that's in the space. It's it's you you can cut open a bunch of chests and be a heart surgeon and never see a heart chakra. So it must not exist, right? Because I'm using my five senses to validate it. Um but if I did a practice with you, um and, and you walk through that that deep forgiveness practice, at the end of that practice, that back pain in the middle of your back would probably go away. Mm. And the pain in your chest would probably go away and you'd be able to take a much deeper breath. And all I did was walk you through a forgiveness practice. Well, how did that work? Because the space that was holding that negative information, portions of it was released. Because the space is the 99.9%, it affects the matter. So by releasing some of the blockages in the space, the matter, which is the back pain, the chest tightness, is what we acknowledge with our five senses. We say, wow, I can physically validate that something changed. I can't quite explain it. And I feel lighter because of that nice practice you did, Paul, but I physically feel a difference. How is that possible? Because the, the space affects the matter. Right. Okay. Right. So the practices, for example, would be practices specifically for um, enhancing the empowerment of the space, practices for boosting your first chakra and so forth. The, you can find this anywhere tantric sex all that stuff talks about moving chi through the center of your channel right it goes right. up to the center and back down the back there's plenty of information out there about movement of chi in a circle through the body this is chi gong tai chi you'd have to be sleeping under a rock if you haven't heard of those things yeah what yeah. are they doing in the park right they're going what are they doing they're moving life force energy and that life force energy is in the space and the space is what moves the matter. Remember, soul, heart, mind, energy, matter. Why are they in the park doing moving their inner circles? Because they're moving the energy, which adjusts the matter, so all those people in the park feel better. Right. This is simply working with things at a higher level, incorporating the soul to help transform that energy and matter. Right. So if I, right. I, I work with students with practices to, to assist them with transforming that, when you get into some of the other ways that healing works, like the Tao calligraphy, um, you know, I work half hour practice. Yesterday I did one for uh, uh, choosing to release one negative mindset. Spoke about it. We did a forgiveness practice around it. And then we incorporated a, a, um, a piece of art that carries a higher frequency and vibration that helps clear the blockages in the space. People feel better. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's, so it's, it sounds like part of it is this is this understanding that uh, of this space, the soul inhabiting this space, and the soul existing at a higher level than the mind, the heart, you know, or the matter, the energy, the mind, the heart. The, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I, I have. A, I'm a very visual thinker, so I'm starting to have this picture. I, I suppose we see it right in there. So d does this relate then to the aura? And that people, some people who claim they can see this aura, yes. is that are yes. they effective? Are they seeing part of the, the aura soul? Is, um, is that what we're talking about? The aura is the um, is again, if I sense the camera captures right colored images radiating from your vessel. You could take a leaf off a tree, put it under Kirlian photograph, and it radiates a a mm. aura, right? Same thing with the person. 
Um, you ever went to those expos where you put your hand on the machine and it shows your picture of your aura? No. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're fun. You just put your hand on the machine and it, and it measures your, your pulse and then it shows a picture of your aura. And um, I actually worked in a company that had one of those. And so, and after a few years after I left them, I saw one at an expo. I'm like, I'm going to go play with this guy. So I went in and I said, hey, how does this work? And he told me how it works. And I knew how it worked because I ran it. <laughs> and so I put my hands on the machine and it shows, you know, red and green and blue around you, and all these pretty colors. And then he, he explained, you know, what that meant. And I said, can I try something? And so I just paused for a minute and I went inside and I thought of the most loving thing that I could, the most pure loving thing that I could. 30 seconds. I put my hands back on. It was almost pure white all the way around. So what's the point? The point is that our thoughts affect our field. Our field mm. is our space. That then affects the matter. Mm. You know, if we, you've heard of Dr. Emoto. The, the, is he the, the water the, guy? Yeah. The water guy. Okay. Yeah. The water is, is, is um, he captures the photograph. For those that in your audience that are not familiar with him, he's captured crystal, uh, pictures of crystals of water. Takes a glass of water, writes the word anger on it. Takes a glass of water, writes the word love on it. Takes photos of the crystals. The crystal of the anger water is ugly. The crystal of the love water is beautiful. Um, what's he able to prove? That our intention affects the, uh, the space. Okay? And we are made up about 80% water. So our thoughts, our words, our actions absolutely have an effect on us. But it's, it's because it affects our field. Our field affects the matter. Yeah, that's the th that's that's the next step, I suppose that that, that this conversation is bringing me because because all, all of that I I get at the level of mind matter, but it's this idea that 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 mind or that thought exists in a a vessel that has existed for all time and is currently inhibiting uh, inhabiting our you know our body or or something like that, right? That this bigger picture that you're uh, suggesting here that I'm finding fascinating. You know, we might want to bring this towards like soul to soul communication because yeah. that's one of those things that validate things out. You know, where mm. your audience can try something that's very real, real for them and see if it works. That's, you know, that's something that can help this. I'm not sure if soul exists. Does it really work? That, you know, all, because people mm. are going to go through that process. No doubt that's about what it. That's I'm going through. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. You know, been there, done that. Um, but after you work with it, you realize, oh my goodness, that this does really work. Wow. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. So let's yeah. how do we how do we conduct a soul to soul communication? A first on the Big Human uh, podcast for sure. <laughs> Good. Um, well, you know, let's use relationship first, and then we'll use business as a second example. Sure. That? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So. Like I'm doing a relationship course now. It's, I'm, it's almost done digitally. It's be ready to go very, very soon. Um, and in there, one of the things that I share is that when two people come together, you know, romantic relationship, and, and this applies in all relationship, by the way. We're just going to stick with romantic relationship, for example. When two people come together, these are two personalities. The personalities yep. are doing the best. They love, they connect, everything's hunky-dory. They're just la 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 Then challenges come. The souls, especially when the challenges get very hectic, the souls, remember, souls live forever. Souls are part of source. Souls live forever. 
the souls, and I joke when I say this, but it's very authentic. Souls are like, oh my God, when are these people going to figure this out? They're going back and forth and back and forth. Can't they see that they've done this before? It's like watching a tennis match. They did it, they did it. Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. Now I'm going to hurt you. Now you're going to hurt me. Now I'm going to hurt you. And the souls are like, and they whisper in the ear, you know, you should really do this. You should really do that. So in other words, at the soul level, the souls know the solutions. They know the answers. They know why the argument occurred. They know how to solve it. They've seen this rodeo before. The souls have the necessary information to solve everything. Souls are connected to the source. And in between uh, these, these two personalities, there's an additional. Now, don't want to go down that road. It's too much information. We'll stay with simple. Um, so the souls want to solve things. That's the first thing to understand. So if I was working with a person with a relationship issue, I would share with them, um, okay, write out everything that they're doing to you, all the different ways that you are being taken advantage of or being a victim or whatever it might be. Okay. And then write out all the good things that you're doing to try to solve it. Um, and I don't do that for me. I do that for them. I want them to see how they're bringing themselves to the table mm. okay? and their perception of what's happening. So, okay, now look at all the, now, and then I'll say, okay, now find one or two other relationships that you've been in long-term relationships and write up all the different things there that has been done to you. And what'll happen is there'll be a crossover about five to 10 points where these same things happen. They were, they've communi been communicated to in an abusive manner, right? You'll see it in all three relationships and so forth. They'll find this pattern. Then I'll point out to them, okay, there's a reason why this pattern keeps occurring because this is in your field. If you want to move it out of your field, then we need to do some practices. Practices are soul to soul communication. This can happen oftentimes when people are already out of relationship. They're already moved on, mm. but they still have an angst about it, right? Mm. And they don't want to have that kind of relationship ever again. So there are oftentimes relationships with people that we do, we do not want to talk to person to person. It's not anything I ever want to do. I want to be as far away from them as possible. Soul to soul communication bypasses that. If we do not have a spiritual third eye, the ability to see things spiritually, which is no different than the other five senses, it's just, there's less clutter in our field. Therefore, a function that's common for all humans becomes more capable, more able for mm -hmm. us. We can all see things spiritually with a third eye, but we can't do it now because there's too much crud in our field. If we do more releasing of that, all of a sudden that ability pops up. So if your third eye is open and you call that soul, you would see that they're there. But 98% of the people that try this, it's like talking to the air. <laughs> they're like, Hope nobody's watching because this is going to sound kind of crazy. I'm going to do a communication with a soul that's not here. Oh, okay, nobody's watching, right? Because you can't see that that soul's there, but they really are. Mm. Uh, so you call that soul. They're, they're the soul of my ex or uh, my partner, right? Please come. That's step one. Step two of the communication is doing a forgiveness practice, which is all three self forgiveness asking forgiveness, offering forgiveness. And when you do that, it could be very hard at the first time. It could be difficult mm. right? because, you know, we're always on the victim side. <clears throat> so we want to 
ask forgiveness for anything we may have done that's on your list. If I have ever done this, what you what you have done to me at a time that I can't remember, and I can't imagine, you can even think this, I can't imagine it ever been that way because I know I'm not that way now, but I'm, I'm in a space of responsibility. If, if I have ever been abusive to you like you have been to me, then please forgive me. You might be actually be helping me right now by reminding me, coming into this experience to remind me that I've done this to you, that we've been playing tennis. Dunka, 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 dunka. Now, if you're actually having this kind of a soul-to-soul communication, your souls, his soul, your soul, they're ecstatic. They're like, yay! They're finally waking up. And so you do this, this forgiveness from your heart. Step three. It needs to be a win-win communication. The third and most important step is the communication doesn't need to be, I'm right, you're wrong. Too many people do at the physical level talking, I'm right, you're wrong. Argue, argue, argue. I speak, you hear with your ears. You speak, I hear with my ears, but we never hear what we're actually saying, right? How many times have people been in relationship issues where you say something and they hear something entirely different and get defensive and you're like, how did that happen? I was very clear with what I said and they got defensive because we hear and differently than what people speak. So when you're doing that at the level of soul, <clears throat> don't go down that road. Be in a win-win situation. I understand that this is what, that what you're experiencing. This is what you'd like. And I really want to open my heart to allow you to have ABC. And this is also what I'm wanting. Let's find a way where we can make this be a win-win scenario. You win, I win, everybody wins. I want to validate what you're going through, but I also want to be validated what I'm going through. And I know that we can work through this. You have this kind of conversation with the level of soul. Final step. You want to wrap it with a loving frequency. So step one, call the soul. Step two, forgiveness. Step three, win-win communication at the level of soul. Step four, wrap it with positive frequency, which I'll show with you in a minute. Mm. And by applying this, and this is something that proves itself out. It's just me talking at you right now in the audience. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. But if they actually try it and try it a few times, they'd be quite surprised. The good where to, place to try this is in a, in a, a fight, right? Mm. You have a fight. You know it's probably going to be a day or two before you start talking again because that's the pattern. That's an example, right? You go into your own room. You do this. And you, you bring your heart to it. You do it the way I've described. You could walk out of that room. And the spouse can be like, you know, I'm sorry. You're like, who's this alien? <laughs> they never say, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're yeah. defensive for a day or two. They're like, yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. We need to talk. And you'd be like, oh, my God, it worked. Why? Because at the level of soul, your soul and their soul, their soul, which came, goes back and whispers to them, you know, they said this and they said that. And they want to work with you. And they love you. And it softens. Soften. What does it soften? It softens the negative space in the, in the vibration between you guys. There's, there's an entanglement there. Mm-hmm. This releases that entanglement. Okay? Right. So the last step, step four, is uh, surrounding it with a positive frequency and vibration. Um, what, there's a couple, couple ways you can do that. You can put on um, your favorite music, Jack Johnson. <laughs> you can, you can, it's happy, right? 
but yeah. I, I prefer to go with, with even even a, the more loving frequency, and I might chant something. Now, everybody yeah. who's listening might have a different belief system. Some people might be Jewish. Some people might be you know, Irish. That's not a belief system. I'm joking. Some people might be, you know, whatever. And, and yeah. So chant that mantra that connects to you and your source, your connection to source. Um, some people might be Buddhist, whatever they are. Chant something that resonates with you that raises your frequency. I chant a song called Love, Peace, and Harmony. Mm. And you can find it on the internet. Um, and I'll also chant a mantra, I forgive you, you forgive me, bring love, peace, and harmony. I forgive you, you forgive me, bring love, peace, and harmony. And um, I'll do that for about five minutes. So this whole thing could take 10 minutes. Sit down, you open your heart, the win-win talk conversation. Um, you'll feel better, I promise you. At the end of that, you'll feel better. Yeah. You'll be able to go back in that room and that person, which will have some shift, they might still be a little bit off, but you'll be like, la, 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 because you'll feel better because you released a frame of vibration uh, and they will shift as well. But um, wrap it for five minutes. Might be a 10 minute experience. You might have to do that depending on how long standing that issue is. You might have to do that five, 10, 100 times. But by doing it, effectively, you've pulled out an eraser and you went, clearing the negative, clearing the negative, you're clearing the stuff in the space. And it absolutely has an effect because soul, heart, mind, energy matter. You're affecting the matter, which is the argument, by dealing with things at the level of origination. Wow. Well, that's... Um... Yeah, well, that, that, that's fascinating to me, right? The, the... <laughs> It's fascinating to me, and and I do I just do the you know the regular forgiveness practice. You know, sometimes if it's something minor, right, where I don't feel it's connected to some major trauma that I need to do work on, I'll just you just do kind of a regular bring the bring the situation back to mind. You know, feel feel some of the frustrations. You know, let, let go of that, forgive the person. But but this idea that as I've as I said before that there's there's three steps in the forgiveness you know forgiving them asking them forgive me but also forgiving myself whatever i might have done to contribute self-forgiveness is important yeah yeah, yeah. so important but then but then that all in the context of me calling a calling a soul and 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 conceiving it as a soul-to-soul communication yeah that i mean yeah i I find that fascinating and i I, i'm really like okay i want to try this (laughs) it's it's life-changing when you do it it truly is life-changing Right, right. Um, okay, yeah, and and you and and so you 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 just advise people go go ahead and you know try. Obviously, you take your guide through people through this, but they could also just go ahead and try it. Yeah, I mean, um, there's like just think tomorrow it'll be up on my site, but there's a a free gift where people can learn exactly this. I yeah. just. Did. Just come in and get this this audio and tell exactly how to do it, all four steps. Um, so that's you know something for your audience. Um, and, and and this is something that I'm attracted to because I'm always like, okay, I, I hear you now. How can I experience this and have some validation for myself that this has power? So this is great, right? It's a ten minute investment, exactly. and, I can, and I can and I can experience whether it makes a difference. Yeah, and it, I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole. I'll give you one additional piece of information that that at least cause you and the listening audience to go, hmm, I never thought of it like that, but I might open my mind to that. Here's the additional piece of information. Um, Everyone and everything comes from source. Nobody really has a disagreement with that. That means all energy, all matter. 
And the energy of matter is what accumulates to form a piece of sand or whatever it might be. Okay, a, a, the cell phone, piece of plastic, it's still made up of energy and matter, and that energy and matter still comes from source. Mm. Right? So the, the highest form of wisdom is that that energy and that matter, even before it becomes a, an inanimate object, still has the spirit or the consciousness of source within it. All those little specks of energy and matter that makes up that plastic cell phone that thing that we call inanimate that couldn't possibly have a soul, couldn't possibly have spirit or source in it, does. Mm. Right? Not my many people go, but that is the beginning of a massive shift in awakening consciousness in that if you accept that everything has spirit and consciousness in it, even inanimate things, because of the energy and matter that makes it up, and if you work with the understanding that that source is original, purest love, every soul, the purpose of every soul is to serve, to serve is to make others happier and healthier. Our cell phones tend to make us happier and healthier in that it helps with communication. Da, da, da. The chair we sit on, an inanimate object, is serving us by supporting us. The TV screen people are watching through right now is serving us. It's inanimate, it's plastic, but it's serving us. Everything is trying to serve us. This is a higher concept. Now, the final portion of this understanding is that if everything has a soul or everything has spirit or source within it, and everything is trying to serve us, then I can have a soul communication with um, my finances, with my business. I can solve problems with just about anything because it's trying to serve me. Yeah, this this pen has a soul. And it's, you and tell it's, that to somebody that throw to, you in the loony bin. It wants to serve me. I just exactly. To get so it's it's a, it's you would not have a conversation with that pen, I'm sure. But but what about your finances? What about your business? You know, you, you deal with a lot of things in business. Yeah, yeah. There's opportunity with this understanding to solve all kinds of business related issues. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of processing this, yeah, real time, right? This is, well, this is fun. So, so okay, so, so we've talked about relationships and we've talked about that forgiveness process and, and you mentioned before we kind of kicked off down this track, that, you know, that, are there any other examples of this, this, this way of communicating, this soul-to-soul communicating that, you, you know, might be relevant to share? Yeah, I mean, when people, the first step is 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 asking your your soul to connect to your soul. So, like, what I what I guide people with, if people say I want to, you know, connect more my soul, you do three things in the morning. First thing when you wake up, ask your soul for guidance. Well, how do I do that? They're my soul. Can you please give me uh, guidance as to where to put the my intention and focus today, what's most important. Um, now, typically our mind will get involved. This is very normal, right? Well, I have to do A, B, C, do, do. But if you just ask and just wait, you know, just have nothing. Let's do it in the morning, typically wherever nothing mm -hmm. is at. You just ask it with no intention. You might hear, you need to take care of your water heater today. Wow, where'd that come from? Mm -hmm. Right? Um, 
And it could be that you say, oh, okay, that's what I hear, so let's do it. Um, you call the, the water heater guy and he comes out and he says, it's a good thing you called me. You know, this is over here was happening. And if that kept going, it could have blown up. And this is the nature of, of learning how to just be quiet enough to hear. And a good time is in the morning when you wake up. What, what's my priority for today? You know, what, what is it that I want that you want to pay attention to today? And you wait. You need to go out uh, for a walk this morning for at least 30 minutes. But I never do a walk. Why would I go out for a walk? But you do it anyway. You go out for a walk and you end up running across a neighbor. And that neighbor has a connection for you that you've been trying to find for three weeks. And so this is the nature of opening ourselves up to here because our soul knows how to make our life easier. It wants to make our life easier. It does not want to create more negativity in our life. It's the last thing it wants because it's trying to get to the source. And it can't do that when you, the personality, keep making mistakes, not listening. So mm. start to become connected and listen. The second thing you can do <clears throat> is you can start uh, make three new gratitudes every day. They can't be repeated. Cannot repeat them. Right. So you get around day 15, 20, 21, you're like, okay, now what? <laughs> right? The first 20 days are pretty easy. Beyond that, you got to start thinking, oh, what else can I be grateful for? And what this does is it, it puts you in an energetically in the, in the much higher frequency vibration because a, 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 a body that is filled with the uh, energy of gratitude much more easily attracts positive things to them. Mm. Uh, and so you'll, you'll be able to stay in the, in the higher and better state of mind around unpleasant employees or around other people just because your frequency is shifted in the morning because you're in a more positive state of mind. Something right. simple. Yeah. No, they, that sounds awesome. I mean, I do the gratitude practice, but I never considered doing it such that you're exhausted of your regulars, right? Yeah, I guess no, that can happen with gratitude. Yeah. The third, yeah. third thing you can do, which probably everybody that's listening does, but this is a little tweak on it. Um, if you, and what that is, is, is we offer our, our food, you know, to, to our connective source, whatever that is, you know, mm. Jesus, or Jesus, and, you know, thank you, da, 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 whatever, you know, the belief system is. Almost all of us do that on some level. This would say you pause and you connect to your soul. And you connect to any of those souls that have served you. Could be a crossed over grandpas in your field serving you. Could be that you have angels or guides or saints. Again, depending on people's beliefs, right? Of course, the source. And you invite all of those souls. And you invite the souls of, uh, of your relationships and your ancestors uh, to enjoy this food and nourishment first. And you offer gratitude again. Now, the purpose of that, and you can even do it with this, please enjoy first. Mm. The purpose is not the giving, the, 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 the idea. The purpose is to start changing our understanding that, and this might, might be a new concept for everybody, we are a soul having a physical experience. We're temporary. We're very temporary. 100 yeah. years done. That's it. What do you got yeah. to show for it, right? But if your soul is forever, which most people would agree with, uh, and coming back, that's a whole other thing. We're not going to go down that road. Maybe, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But um, when we recognize that we're a soul, 
have a physical experience. Just like the, we are 99% space, 1% matter, we are 99% soul, 1% Paul, 1% Richard. Mm. We, that we run through life like we're Richard, 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 I'm Paul, I'm Paul, I'm Paul, me, 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 problem, problem, problem. This is my story. Here's my book. We run through life like we are the all and the everything, and life is done just like that. You can probably think of two people died just in this last year. Mm. So life can go just like that, and people do not remember you. <laughs> people do not remember us. We are a blip on the radar. Um, yeah. So when it's all said and done, there, we are 99% soul, 1% Paul. And if we can start to realize that the soul world, God, Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, whoever you believe, all of our angels, saints, guides, all of our ancestors, if we can start to recognize that they are like our cheering section, constantly trying to assist us to become more evolved, then we can start applying that in this life to be happier, healthier people. We can start asking for their assistance. We can't ask for their assistance if we don't connect a bit more. So by offering our food, by offering our water, what we're doing is we're adjusting our me, 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 to honor and respect, to one of, I recognize that you're there and you're trying to help me, and I'm sorry for being oblivious. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and as you say that, well, two things come to mind is what is the, the, the Rumi quote, uh, act as if life is rigged in your favor. Um, yeah. right. Which is, which is sort of comes to mind, but also just the, the, I suppose more of the native traditions and, you know, I'm thinking in native Americans where, where this, it seems to me, at least from my observing of, of those cultures is that they they have this sense of their ancestors being present right in in daily life and yeah we we all have we all have that we all have that knowingness but we get so stuck and i have to make money i have to do this i have to survive i Mm. have to that it just keeps us separated from source it keeps us separated from our from our heart centeredness that's why we are are not compassionate it's why we are not kind of people that we know would be we'd be better being because we're so stuck in the me 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 this physical world we forget that we come from a world of souls that are all, for the most part, benevolent and want to serve. Right, right. And that, yeah, I mean that. Again, this is this is just so much fun exploring all this, and it's it's a whole new set of concepts for me to deal with. I mean, I've, I've you know, I'm sort of vaguely familiar with some of these ideas, but the way that you've you've laid it out, um, in yeah, in such clear terms, right? To to wrap my head around, I'm really enjoying. Um, you talked about soul to soul so we've talked there about how we connect to our own soul right dear soul you know what what should be my priority for the day what should i do today and, and listening to that um but you mentioned that connected to other souls and obviously we talked about it in the forgiveness context but i think before we came on you talked about soul marketing or soul to the whole communication like what are the ways in which we might connect to other souls you know for other communication purposes other than forgiveness okay good good um, so if we go into the business world in this example, yeah. there's something called soul marketing. And it's, it's mentioned in a book called Power of Soul by Dr. Shah, um, Dr. Levin, I think. And this is where he heard it. He, was, you know, he communicates with the source and it's like you know, trying to grow um, this visibility to help people to awaken to how they heal, self-heal themselves through this thing called Tao Healing. And he asked the source, well, how do I get my information out there? The source said, do soul marketing. 
okay, what do I do? <laughs> this is literally how it came about. And he says, you call the souls of, of your target market and you communicate with them. So it's like this. Let's see, you're in a uh, uh, aluminum business that, that makes you know, a certain product out of aluminum and you have a, a, a client base that, that deals with that for their machines. <clears throat> They're the soul of all the businesses in this world that need this kind of product that I deal with, including the souls of the businesses, because remember everything has a soul, the souls of all of the, um, all of the decision makers that would buy my product, could you please come to this soul communication? Again, your third eye is open, the room is full, right? And you repeat the same process. Um, hi, my name is, now it's a little different. Hi, my name is Paul Fletcher and I have an aluminum making business. This is my business name. This is my business address. This is my phone number. This is my uh, website. What I do is A, B, C, D, E. I'm very good at it. In fact, my tolerances are A, B, C, D, better than my competitor over here. <clears throat> and what I can do for you is save you this amount of money, this amount of money, this amount of money. And I'm going to be sending you some information regarding um, how my product can serve you. And I would like to have a meeting with you. And so when you receive this information, please open your heart that I can be a value for you. Even though you might already have someone that's serving you, I believe I can bring a more, com more competition and a better product. So you basically have a conversation with them as if you were in the room with them, with everything that you would say to them as if you're in the room with them, but you're doing it in the air. And are you doing this out loud, loud or are you doing it in your head? Either way. Right. Probably out loud is better because it'll prepare you for when you're actually talking to them. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I tell you, this works. It's very strange, but it works. And so you, you share with them. I will do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. And this is how I'll save you money. Da, 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 da. And so now you share with them, you know, what you're going to do. Now, honestly, there should be a step before that. And the step before that should be forgiveness. Why? Because it will help them listen better. So the step before that, please forgive me if in this or any time, I or my ancestors have done unpleasant business with you, cheated, lied, stolen, took advantage of you, manipulated you in business. If we have ever um, canceled your business and took somebody else when, when, when you have been good to us, if, you know, if I ever turned you down in any way, shape or form financially or in business, when it, when it wasn't something that you had earned, if I've ever harmed you in business in any way, in personal any way, please forgive me. So it's not that dissimilar. What does that do? It clears the negativity in the field that might be there between you and that one purchasing person that makes the final decision. Everybody else says, yes, 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 yes. And the one person says, no, because you might have stuff with them. Right. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's just like, this is, this is mind blowing for a lot of people. But it I is you, it's right amazing now. how well it works. So you, you have this communication. <clears throat> do your forgiveness first, have this communication. And then um, you would, again, wrap with a positive frequency and vibration. Okay. Now, if you knew you were going to, you can apply the same thing. Let's say with a, a conference that morning, you have to have in your room, nine or 10 people come in and you know it could be contentious. 
right? Or you know, you have to say something that that might cross some 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 hubbub. Uh, same thing with meeting another company. Two companies got to come together and wrap stuff up. Um, you can apply this the exact same way. It is phenomenal how effective that meeting can go. I've, I've talked to so many people, and so many people have applied it, and they've just they're they're blown away at how smooth the meetings go and how effective these things are. And one of the things in the bigger picture to understand is you might have that that meeting, and and it just didn't work. And you did everything right. You might have to do it a couple of times, right? Do the soul conflict and it didn't work. You could say this didn't work. But the bigger picture is that all the souls involved and the source is always lining things up for the highest and best result. Yeah. Never not lining things up for the highest and best result. So if we can avoid being the, the going down the road of, well, that didn't work. And so, okay, somehow this is, Bring about the highest and best result. I can't, might not see it now, but that's what's occurring. I have a friend that that um, has been has been manifesting more money. It's been working for her. She's using some of these processes, and then she went to her job, and her job said, "Oh, you know, we're going to have to write you up for this, this, and that." And she got sideways about it. She called me, and I said, "Everything works for the highest and best. You've been asking for more money. You're only getting this much per hour there. You can, you know, you can get three dollars more an hour over here at the very least." Maybe they're positioning you so where you're obligated to leave that so you can make more money. Just cause her to think differently, right? Everything always happens for the highest and best results. So you do your part um, knowing that the highest and best result will occur. And very often what you expect does occur. And sometimes if it doesn't, it could be because there's something different that's coming up that you can't see. Right. Yeah. So, so keeping faith that all of these girls are doing their best to yeah. the best possible outcome. Yeah. Yeah, but soul, soul communication, soul marketing, I do this every day. You know, what I do is very strange, Richard. Let's, let's be frank mm-hmm. about it. What I do is very yeah. strange, right? It's hard for people to understand about soul healing and Tao healing and that they can have lifelong sufferings and, and they can come to me and I can do my thing and it could, could get better. Um, and they have no idea, you know, how, how this works or what I do. So... How do I find them? There's no SEO terms that I can put on the internet that people are searching for, right? right? How do I find them? I do soul marketing. Yes. People find me somehow. I don't, I don't, don't have to really try that hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm interesting. I'll tell you what it does remind me of. I, can't rem- I cannot remember which book it was in, but at some point I read a, sort of spiritually oriented book and they were I think it was a farmer having some problem with his his crops and crows in particular I remember and he called a conference of the crows and he spoke to the head crow and uh they had a conversation and they worked it out and the, and the and the crows left his farm and I remember watching reading that and thinking my the, you know this is like off the deep end right that's like another leap of faith for me to believe that something like that could occur but it sounds entirely congruent given what we've just spoken about. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and actually here you're talking about something much, it's seemingly more practical. Are right? we talking about human to human communication? Um, uh, it's, I know what I do is, is strange and it sounds unique. Um, at the same time, I'm relatively practical the way I explain it. You are. Oh, absolutely. It's nothing I've not followed. It's, uh, yeah, it's really clear the way you explain it. Yeah. It's, it's really just a matter of people 
trying it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's always been, you know, whenever I've been challenged with, you know, with any new concept that sort of rubs up against my beliefs about the world, it's, um, I, yeah, I know that the thing to do is to experiment. Yeah. And that's how we know um, whether it's going to, you know, whether it's got value for us. And so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited to give this a try. I'll probably start with the with the forgiveness of my parents, actually, because that's new for me, right? I, the, the idea I forgive them, I get, but the idea that I forgive me for anything I might have done in the past or it ask for their forgiveness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What? What? And then, you know, and, and briefly, self-forgiveness, too, because, you know, I forgive myself for holding on to this all these years. I forgive myself right. for liking myself, you know, mm. what, what I did wrong, all the times I've had these negative thoughts about my value, my worth. It was... Just stuff that came to be healed, and and I, I forget myself for holding on to it for this long, right? It's just mm. just changing that that whole process. Yeah, and I've also got some important uh, sessions coming up next week with work, and I'm like, okay, maybe I'll uh, have a few soul conferences before those sessions. <laughs> fun, fun to try. Okay, is there anything we haven't touched on? I mean, it feels like we've gone pretty deep into you know the, the main areas of of um, your practice. Yeah, the, we, we, we've actually covered a lot of territory. I, I'm deeply grateful you spent a, an extra half hour with me. Um, I hope that's a good thing. I don't know. <laughs> it's a great thing. I've, I've loved it. But, um, but yeah, I'm more than happy to connect with you anytime in the future. Just, you know, person to person doesn't have to be on this dial. Yeah. Happy to, to help you to have a better understanding how this might, this information might serve you. Brilliant. And for people listening, then, so, so tell, to, tell uh, yeah, our listeners where it's best to go if they want to, to work with we, you or learn more um, about you know, what you do. Okay. Thank you, Richard. So my, my website is called wellspringoflight, wellspringoflight.com. And um, there's uh, many different ways that, that you can get benefit from there. Of course, there's private consultations. There's uh, a membership program which is probably better for people after they get to know what I do, then that helps them to have a constancy of positive healing in their field on a daily basis. And there's a couple of free things that I offer on my site. Uh, <clears throat> one's how to heal your soul, how to heal your life, heal your soul, heal your life. And the other one I'm releasing tomorrow, which is um, heal your soul, heal your relationships. And so you, they can access that and uh, they'll, they'll get a lot of um, soul food, I call it, a lot of soul food. Bell food, great. Um, and by the time this goes out, then the, the second you mentioned uh, regarding relationships will, will be out. So that's great. Yeah. Um, and we'll put the links in the description. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Um, and thank you to Paul Soul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you to my soul. I'm very grateful and I appreciate it. Thank your you to time. all the souls who had <laughs> us have this conversation. Yeah, you might not see it. There's lots of here right now watching us having fun. Yeah, good. <laughs> All right. Thanks again. This is, uh, this is, yeah, this has been uh, fantastic. Thank you. The Being Human podcast was brought to you by First Human. For more on First Human's human focused coaching and leadership programs, head to firsthuman.com.